Hey everybody, welcome back to Enter the Nerd Zone. This is Jay. And this is Pete. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. So today, Pete and I are going to be profiling yet another famous person from TV and movies. Uh, somebody I think was taken from us way too soon and we never got to see his full potential. Talking about Chris Farley. Down by the river. Living in a van down by the river. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was just, you know, the moment he came on Saturday Night Live, you just knew this guy was uh, was a force to be reckoned with. He was just like a ball of energy, a ball of comedy, and, man, it's... <sighs> I was just, like, watching some of his old stuff, you know, before we started talking, and I'm just like, how, how could you not find this guy funny? Like, he, he's, he's just hilarious. Yeah, I mean, think about it. We I named a podcast after the man. That's right. <laughs> Back guys and little coats. So I mean, I mean, the influence this guy had just in like you know, it was five years on Saturday Night Live, and maybe what did he do? Four movies. Yeah, maybe about four or five. I mean, where he was the lead, and then you know he did uh, kind of supporting roles or bit roles, and you know a lot of like Adam Sandler movies and things like that. So, but. Yeah, I mean, his career really was, you know, when you think about it, it was pretty brief. But, I mean, still to this day, you know, you, you mentioned his name and, you know, people just start laughing and, and you know, talking about all the, all the amazing things that he did. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, let's start. Obviously, he's uh, Saturday Night Live. Was there any certain skits that you liked of his? Oh, my God, there's so many of them. Uh, you know, I mean, Matt Foley, like we talked about up front, I mean, that that was a great one. Uh, the first one that he did, because I think he did a few of them, but I think it's like the first one because you had no idea what to expect. And, you know, that was the one with David Spade and Christina Applegate where he's uh, the parents catch him with a bag of marijuana and, you know, Matt's going to come talk to them. <laughs> um, reading uh, David Spade's autobiography, like he talks about that, you know, because they were they were the best of friends, those two. And he says, you know, the thing about Chris Farley is, is, you know, they write these sketches and, you know, they rehearse them and then they do a dress rehearsal and he would never, he'd never give like a hundred percent, you know, he would, he would do a good job, but he'd always kind of hold back for the live show. And that's why when you watch that, that skit, you know, I mean, they had rehearsed it, they had seen it, but he said that, once they did it live, he added just a little bit extra to it, and that's why nobody can keep a straight face the entire time. It's just from the outfit he's wearing with the tight pants, you know, the shirt just highlighting his big gut, his energy, you know, the cadence of his voice. I, I just I, – I wouldn't want to do a skit with the guy because there's no way I can keep a straight face. I would just be breaking up the entire time. Yeah, that's what they said. Like Adam Sandler was talking about how uh, he could never do like a skit. It had to take like twelve times to do it before they could get it, you know, down because he was just so fucking funny. Oops, sorry. Oops, that's okay. <laughs> but you know, but it's true though. I mean, it's true. I mean, he was just he was just that funny. And you know, again, like you talk about, you know, fat, you know, fat guy in a little coat, that whole thing. Uh, you know, David Spade had said that that was something he used to do in the office. Like the two of them shared an office and, you know, David did most of the writing. Like Chris, you know, would give some ideas, this or that, but he was really more of, of like, uh, a performer. 
And he said, you know, he'd be there, he'd be trying to write, you know, and Chris would be sitting behind him and he'd just be like, hey, David, like, shut up, Chris, I'm working. Hey, David, hey, David, look, David, David, look, look, David, look. And finally he'd turn around and be like, what, Chris, what is it? And he'd have his coat on and, he'd, you know, do fat guy in a little coat. And that's why they put it in, uh, you know, that's why they put it in Tommy Boy because, you know, that that was them. That was like, that was their friendship right there is, you know, David Spade's trying to work. Chris is trying not to work and just trying to distract him, you know, to the point that, you know, he's just like, fine, what is it? What, you know, that guy in a little coat. Oh, my God. That, but I was, I was watching another one that, you know, if you watch this one skit, I think you, you totally get what Chris Farley is. And it was a uh, kind of a spoof on those hidden hidden camera commercials where, you know, he's a, he's a guy in a restaurant with his wife and he's drinking coffee and yeah, he's enjoying it. He's got a nice smile on his face. And the guy comes over and he's like, you know, are you enjoying your coffee? He's like, oh, yes, I am. He's like, what if I told you we replaced it with, you know, instant coffee? And... <laughs> like this childlike smile on his face like slowly starts to fade and he's like what and he goes yeah you're drinking instant coffee and then he just snaps he goes from like this innocent looking guy to this insane madman and i think like that's chris farley right there like part child part psychopath (laughs) (laughs) oh i love it Sketch. Yeah, so my favorite sketch for him is the one with Patrick Swayze is a chip and dial of answers. Oh, that is a classic. Oh my yeah. god, just uh, you know, they're dancing and he and, and he ends up winning, right? Don't they end up picking him or no? No, they pick Patrick Swayze, but I mean the thing that's that, the thing that's yeah. yeah, the thing that's funny about that, I mean, first of all, his performance is hilarious when and that's the thing is, I mean, he's a big guy. I mean, you know, we all know that. But the guy can move. I yeah. mean, he oh, was yeah. he he was a gifted physical comedian. I mean, he's he's keeping pace with Patrick Swayze, who, you know, Patrick Swayze's mother was a dancer. You know, he was trained as a dancer. And here's Chris Farley keeping pace with them. And when it kind of gets to that highlight point where they're really going all out and he's like gyrating and you just see his belly bouncing up and down like i lose it i just like i've seen it a hundred times and every time that part comes i just lose it (laughs) and the other thing that makes that sketch so funny is they take it so serious like everybody there it's like it's not like oh it's come down to this really fit guy and this fat guy it's like they're seriously considering hiring chris farley as a chippendales dancer and it's like that's how tough the decision between patrick swayze and chris farley it's such a tough decision, and uh, it's just uh, that sketch is just sketch, sketch is so funny. Just another guy that we lost too early was Patrick Swayze too, by the way. Absolutely, yeah, it, it really is. It's it's really a shame, and um, yeah, I mean, when he would come on the show a couple of times, he would be really good. But uh, any other skits uh, skits on uh, Saturday Night Live that you really enjoy? Well, I'll tell you one that reminds me of like my like high school is when he did Gap Girls. Oh God, yeah. It was like him. It was uh, David Spade. I think uh, Adam Sandler did that one as well. The, yes. You know, the, that skit always reminds me of like walking through the the EB Mall and seeing all these little brats, <laughs> you know, uh, and just high school in general just reminded me of that. And you know, 
not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing, but just <laughs> it was just funny, you know. And because again, he does like the stuff that's not stereotypical, like you know, the skinny girl, the you know, the skinny dancing guy, whatever. It's always like he's proving that you can do it no matter what you look like. Absolutely, there was um, there was another one that they did, and it was kind of like the opening one, and I think. I think like the guest that week was um, Katarina Vitt, you know, who was a you know famous figure skater. So what it was, it was like it was the Olympics, and it was like he and Katarina Vitt, and they were like a brother and sister um, figure skating like pairs team. And the commentators are kind of saying like you know whatever his character's name was like Hans or something like that how you know he had he had like had an accident and and since then put on some of the weight so chris farley is ice skating around he's doing all these moves and he's like dancing but then it's like halfway through the routine because he's so big like he starts to like run out of energy and they're like oh yep this is where the weight's going to be a problem and it's just he breaks into that physical comedy at him just slipping and falling all over the place (laughs) and freaking out and my first thought is, is like I I can barely stand up on ice skates, and here's Chris Farley, you know, big guy as he is, and he's like graceful. I just like he was amazing. He was amazing. I think about so on Saturday Night Live, he does a lot of impersonations. Think about these names, okay? Tom mm-hmm. Arnold, yeah, Jerry Garcia, mm-hmm. Meatloaf, which was that's that skit was funny. Oh, it was, yes. Norman Schwarzkopf during, uh, it was during um, Update, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and now here's, here's his other, he did Cardi Wilson uh, and Mindy yes. Cohen and Matt, and Matt, uh, Mama Cass. That's a lot <laughs> of range right there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he just That's did, right. like, the impersonations he did, you know, they weren't, they weren't like, you know, Rich Little impersonations, but they were just funny and just, uh, he captured the spirit of the person, not necessarily the, the sound and everything else. Oh, absolutely. And just, you know, the energy that he, he put into all his performances when he was on the show. I mean, yeah, he might not exactly look or sound like who he's portraying, but like you said, he really captures it. And uh, he like he captures their essence and adds that energy. One of my favorites, though, was when he, he would play himself and it would be the Chris Farley show and he would interview people and he interviewed like Paul McCartney. He's like, like, remember you're in the Beatles. It's like, yes, I do. He's like, that's so cool. Like, and he's like sweating and he's just like, Oh, I'm such an idiot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> like just, just like watching him interview people and you know, and the, and the people he's interviewing are like, "No, Chris, really, you're doing a great job." He's like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> Just, I think he talked to Paul McCartney about like I, they were talking about something, and he was like, "He's like, wow, that's just like that movie Terminator." And Paul McCartney's like, "Sure," and he's like, "Did you see that movie?" "Yes, I did." He's like. Did you like it? Like he's just asking like the weird questions. I, I loved it. I loved it. So let's stick with let's stick for Saturday Night Live for now. Absolutely. Do you think he's one of the best? Characters? Oh, he's def. Oh, I, I definitely think he's like like in a top five. You know, with with like you know guys like Eddie Murphy, you know Will Ferrell. I mean, you got to throw Chris Farley in there. Um, he 
you know, I think he was like one of those one of those performers on Saturday Night Live. Like I said, he might not have written a lot of stuff or come up with a lot of ideas, but I think the people that were on the show with him at that time would want to write stuff just because like they wanted to they wanted him to perform their comedy. So they would write stuff for him like they would you would probably, you know, as he started to get more experience on the show, you probably started seeing him a lot more and more because people were like, you know, Chris is perfect for this. You know, I'm going to write this up and he's perfect to do it. Like they, they just wanted him on on stage constantly. So, I, you know, I you hear a lot that people compare him to John Belushi. Right, John Belushi. Yeah, John. yeah. Um, yeah. Is that like, is that fair? I think so. I think they're very, you know, and I know a lot of people will will compare him to, you know, either John Belushi or John Candy. And, you know, Chris Farley used to say that I think both of them were big influences. I'd probably say he's closer to John Belushi because John Belushi, too, was like a very, like, physical type of comedian with like you know freaking out and falling down and you know doing all those things um i think they were very very similar in that regard so yeah he he, he's kind of like you know the years that he was on he was like that cast version of of john belushi absolutely so you know so yeah you know they compare his life with john belushi obviously because they both died around the same age how they died um, yeah. You know, question. You know, those type of things. So, I, you know, I just always found it fascinating. I, I watched a few of these specials on Farley and how, you know, they he mimicked Belushi a lot. But do you think he's? Oh yeah. Do you think he's one of the most physical com- comedians ever? I mean, you had the John Ritters of the world. You had obviously Charlie Chaplin. Uh, you think he's in that in that in that range? Oh, I, I absolutely think so. I mean. You know, whether it was on Saturday Night Live or, you know, it was on, you know, in any of the movies that he did, um, he would be very funny, you know, in the characters that he would play. But a big part of it was, you know, the the whole physical comedy of it. Um, You watch a movie like Beverly Hills Ninja, where he's a fat he's a fat ninja, basically. And just the physical comedy in that alone is it's it's just absolutely amazing. I I think he is probably one of the best physical comedians out there. Uh you know that that ever lived. All right. So mm-hmm. he so he, he I don't remember why he left uh Saturday Night Live. I'm pretty sure it's just for the the movie purpose. Just yeah, before, I think so. That, um do you think that that group that was on that Saturday Night Live with him, Adam Sandler, uh Rock, Spade, I mean is that the best group that they've had? I think it's one of the best, you know, you had, you also had like Phil Hartman was still on there. Kevin Nealon was on there. Um, you know, Mike Myers was still on there. Uh, I think that's, that's probably like definitely in its prime. I don't think Will Ferrell had come on yet, but, uh, you know, the the thing is, is a lot of people will say like, you know, wow, Will Ferrell was an amazing performer. He was kind of one of the only like in his run, he was kind of like really one of the only top guys where, you know, when Chris Farley was on, it was just such an amazing cast. And the fact that he kind of stood out so much is really like a testament to just how funny he was. Because again, the names we listed, I mean, really, really funny people who were in some amazing sketches, but he kind of stood out 
like among that group. Yeah. <laughs> so he stu- so yeah, I mean so you think about the guys that he made friends with like Sandler and Rock and then he's also friends with Dana Carvey and Mike Myers and he starts his movie career obviously with some small roles. Um, mm-hmm. he was in Wayne's World, right? Yeah, yeah, I think he was in both of them actually. Yeah, he yeah. was in both of them. Coneheads mm-hmm. and Airheads. Yeah. So those are like this first, you know, the movies he's in. He's got little funny bits to it. He's got his, he's building in his, his Saturday Night Live piece mm-hmm. in, in those movies, right? In those movies, you would say that, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Other he's, than the Patrick Swayze guy dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, he's definitely starting to, you know, I think like when you would see him on Saturday Night Live and he'd start to do some of these, you know, small parts in his friend's films, like you just knew it's a matter of time before... You know, this guy is is fronting and, and leading like uh, like movies. Absolutely. So he does all these little movies, and then now Tommy Boy comes out. Oh boy! Probably his best movie he's ever made. I think that hands down is the best movie he's ever made, and he made it with his best friend. And I think that's what really made it so good. Is you know they they might have been able to pair him up with anybody. But if it's anybody other than David Spade, the movie's just not as good. And I think it's because of their friendship, you know, that they had on Saturday Night Live. I I think it's because of that. Because, like I said, some of the bits that they did were stuff that they just did messing around in the office, like the fat guy in little coats. And then the the whole scene where they're sharing the hotel room and David Spade is, you know, watching the pretty girl and... (laughs) You know, he's knocking on the door doing, I'll skipping. Like he said, this is stuff that he used to do around the office and they threw it in the film. And that's why it's so funny because it's the two of them just acting natural with each other. This is just how they used to mess around. It's it's perfect. It's a great movie in the sense that it's it's an instant cold classic, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. And, And there's things in that, like you said, the the hotel door thing. Every oh. time I go away, every time uh, John and I go on a road trip, one uh-huh. of us is doing that. Uh, you know that that stupid skit. Uh, you know, there's so many other things that that this movie brings out. You know, the the fat guys obviously wearing the coats and stuff like that. This, yeah, it, it, I can't. Every time this movie comes on, I have to stop and, and watch it. Oh yeah, who's your favorite team? The Spankies. <laughs> That's right. That is my favorite team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, congrats to Mariana Rivera, that's, Hall of Fame. Yeah, I don't ever see any Red Sox there, but that's okay. Um, uh, okay, one hundred percent in inducted. Different, okay, thanks. Di- different, diff- different show. <laughs> different show. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, like, uh, like I said, I think the fact that you know the two of them, they just had such natural chemistry. You know, I'm thinking about the scene where you know David Spade is Richard has to pick up Tommy Boy at the airport and then drive him back. And, you know, the whole the whole conversations they're having, you know, where he's like, he's like, a lot of people take seven years to graduate college. He's like, yeah, they're called doctors, Tommy. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's just so, you know, he, when they're driving in the car and he puts the bag of M&Ms on there and he's like, you know, He's telling them not to do it. You know, this is my car. It's my prized possession. And the M&Ms roll out. They go into the vent. He's like, oh, that's good for the resale value. And he's like, well, but they have a candy-coated shell. And he's like, your head's a candy-coated shell, Tommy. Like, it's just the back and forth. 
I bet a lot of that had to be improved. Oh, I'm just sure. And, and, and like they just were so natural together. That's that's why it, it just works so well. And it's a shame they only got the two movies with each other, right? I mean, leading two movies with each other. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Black Sheep, while it was a good film, I kind of felt like they were just trying to do Tommy Boy all over again. And I think, you know, if if he hadn't passed away so suddenly and so young, if they had paired up again and maybe said, look, let's, you know, we work well together, but let's just not copy Tommy Boy. Let's try to come up with something different. I bet you they could have. So, you know, we've talked and we, we will talk in the future about great comedy teams and guys that did movies. Um, are these – did they have enough time to be maybe even make a top ten? It's really hard because they really only did the two movies together. And, you know, in my opinion, I think like Tommy Boy was the superior movie. And, you know, Black Sheep was, was good. But I while I, while I watch it, I kind of feel like ah, it's like Tommy Boy Part 2. Like it's – Yeah, that's what I felt too. I mean obviously I think after Tommy Boy um, – because he does what's he do after Tommy Boy? He does Black Sheep, and then he has that uh, Beverly Hills Ninja, which was a disaster, I think. Oh, I loved it though. I mean, it's Did not you? a great film. It's not a great film, but the fact that first of all, the fact that he is a ninja is funny. The fact that he was raised in Japan, so he he kind of has like those values, and and you know he's like a total fish out of water, you know, when he comes to America and is just thrown off by everything here, like his performance is amazing. I mean, the movie's a total bomb, but you know, Chris, it's, it's, it's a great way to watch Chris Farley work, I think. Yeah. And then he did almost heroes, which, um, I think it came out after he died. Right. Yeah. And I kind of wish they had just left that one alone. It was, and I feel bad too because Matthew Perry was in that, and I, you know, I like Matthew Perry on Friends. I think he's a funny guy. It was just no, <laughs> yeah, no way. And it's a shame because he, uh, you know, he died. He you know, he died again with a drug overdose and whatever else. Yeah, so he had uh, his obviously uh, almost heroes was completed, and he was doing. Um, he did another uh, movie where he was like one of the secondary characters in Dirty Works. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a shame that, you know, a guy like this passes away um, with so much talent. You know, this just goes to show you that anybody can have any problems, you know, in general. Yeah, I I had read the uh, autobiography of Jim Brewer. Uh, who was, you know, on Saturday. He was on Saturday Night Live, not when Chris Farley was there, but. Uh, in his run on Saturday Night Live, and in, for people that are, that don't know Jim Brewer, uh, he did Goat Boy. That's one of the did, greatest set, uh, skits is Goat Boy. <laughs> and Well, he also did the Joe Pesci show, which I Joe used Pesci to love. Huge. Oh, God. And, and, he's, and Jim Brewer is an amazing stand-up comedian, if you ever check. He's the guy, you know, if, again, if you're still not sure who he is, he's the guy who looks like he's high all the time. That's right. Uh, <laughs> he, looks the high, he looks like the high version of Steve Buscemi. <laughs> there you go. That is actually a great description. And Steve Buscemi's always high too. <laughs> he, he does kind of look that. Well, Jim, like I said, Jim Brewer was on Saturday Night Live, and you know he talks about how Chris Farley came back to host, and he said that the week before that, you know, he doesn't even remember who the host was because nobody cared because they were so excited that Chris Farley was going to be coming back the following week, and. 
he's sort of like, okay, I know who Chris Farley is. He's definitely a funny guy. But he said the second he showed up that following Monday, he's like, the atmosphere changed. Everybody was so happy, and he made everybody so happy. Like, it was like the second he stepped off the the elevator, he just wanted to make people laugh. Then he talks about how he and Tracy Morgan, you know, they they shared an office and they wrote together. Like they were going to write a, they were like, we have to write a, uh, a sketch for Chris Farley. And they wrote one and they pitched it and he loved it. And then he, they said the next thing he knows, he's kind of knocking on their door and he comes in with three women who he said were his friends, doing the air quotes here, and kind of, you know, dropped a bag of cocaine, did a line. But he was still, he was like, oh, we're going to have a great show. This is going to be so much fun and this and that. And he just said like, he just he just couldn't believe it. Like, you know, this guy who was just so funny and, and, and so outgoing and charismatic was doing this. But then he said when he would kind of start to crash, you know, it was really sad because he could tell that he was the type of guy that, you know, kind of like some other comedians who passed away, like too young, like a Robin Williams, like he felt that he had to be performing all the time and he had to make people laugh and happy all the time and if he didn't he was just so sad and depressed and it's it's really tragic it is tragic and it's a shame you know just way too young way too stupid sometimes too i think you know that's why he gets compared to belushi a lot too i'm not only because of his saturday live relationship just the way he lived life yeah i mean i know a lot like i said you know like we said it before you know people compare him to both John Belushi and John Candy and you know you you definitely see similarities between all three I think he's really closer to John Belushi because you know the Saturday Night Live run physical comedy and then just a brief film career that showed a lot of potential like we'll never know with with both of them like we'll never know like could you imagine like if John Belushi hadn't passed away and was still making movies and then they teamed up 35 well, not even so much that, you know, almost like almost like a movie where he he plays, you know, uh, you know, John Belushi plays Chris Farley's dad, you know, uh, yeah, something like almost kind of like the way Brian Dennehy was, you know, in, in Tommy Boy. I, I mean, that would have been an amazing thing to see the two of them together. I, I just think they would have worked well together. But again, we'll never know. Do you think that uh, John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd is better than David Spade? And Chris Farley, because I think that's fair to compare to them, because they really only did a couple movies together. Yeah, it's really hard. Yeah, because again, they only did a few movies together. Uh, you know, both groups there were very good friends off screen. Uh, you know, so so much so that when Chris Farley passed away, you know, David Spade said that Dan Aykroyd actually reached out to him because he understood like the type of relationship the two of them had, because he had it with John Belushi, who's the better team. You know what? As, as great as Belushi and Aykroyd were, I just think Farley and, and, and Spade, I mean, it, it was just comedy gold with those two. It, it's just they work so well together. Yeah. I mean, I love I love, I love uh, Blues Brothers. Oh, uh, great film. But I think Tommy Boy etches it out just a little bit. Yeah, barely, barely. I mean, Blues Brothers is a great film. and There's some great people in that movie, too. Oh, amazing cameos, amazing performances, and it's just again that's that is a cult classic. I mean, Aretha uh, Franklin, uh, probably 
beats out Brian Dennehy anytime. But... <laughs> yeah, I would think so. I think Aretha Franklin. <laughs> well, well, you look at Blues Brothers, Aretha Franklin, Ray Charles, James Brown, you know, just those three off the bat. And, and Tommy Boy has, well, hey, Tommy Boy had Rob Lowe, Bo Derek, and Brian Dennehy. <laughs> Bo Derek was a row. She still might be. I don't know. I mean, I know she's older, but. Well, she still was in that film. She was in that film. Absolutely. So Because I love, I, I love that scene where he comes home. And, you know, uh, Brian Dennehy as his dad is like, uh, you know, giving him stuff. And he's like, oh, I got I, I want to show you something else. And Bo Derek comes out and he's like, is that for me, dad? <laughs> and he's like, no, son, no, son. that's for me. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's so cool. It's almost as quotable as Back to the Future. Had to throw that in there. Um, of course. So, uh, you know, so here's a couple. Um, did you know? Uh stories for uh chris farley did you know that he did he recorded 85 percent of the voice of shrek he was going to be shrek before mike myers was yeah i did i did hear about that like they they had it all set and ready to go and then you know with him passing away that 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 was that yeah i did know that yeah and then one other didn't did you know that he was supposed to be the cable guy instead of john uh, instead of john uh jim carrey Really? Yeah, he he declined the off. He declined the uh, role because of uh, scheduling conflicts. See, now I, I I gotta wonder how that movie would have come out with Chris Farley instead of Jim Carrey because <laughs> I think it would have been a lot better. It would have been a. I think Jim Carrey was going for like that crazy crazy stalker, and you know. It was it was really kind of creepy that it was film. Creepy. Uh, you know, Chris Farley. You know, who knows? Who knows how he would have done it? I, and I think it would have been a much better film. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, listen, Carrie. At that point in time, Carrie did, you know, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, and then Part Two. And Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, I think is on the same level as Tommy Boy. Just fantastic movie. I know it's it's different, but um, that but Carrie was kind of like starting to peak and fall where i think mm-hmm. the cable guy movie would have been with chris farley would have probably just even shot him farther up than he was yeah i, I definitely think he you know i mean he obviously would have had a much different take on it um and i definitely think it would have been a lot better film uh yeah, Jim Carrey. I mean, that's that's a whole other podcast, Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah, and one other thing with him, he was slated to appear in the next in the third Ghostbusters movie. They were actually doing it, and then they stopped. Uh, really, Chris Farley? Yeah. Well, I, that I did not know. Yep. All right, so let me give you a couple other th- real quick things from our buddy at Ranker. All righty. All righty. So top fifteen. Slapstick comedians, which is, you know. Um, sure. Uh, so Chris Farley's number 11. Okay. Uh, I'll give you the top five, and you tell me what you what you think, if, you, if we should replace him with anybody. And I say there's at least one. Number, one, number five is Lucille Ball. Okay. Number four is Jim Carrey. All righty. Number three is The Three Stooges. <laughs> Which uh, yeah. number two? I don't, was, know why I don't know why they're number three. So go ahead. <laughs> number two is Rowan uh, Rowan Atkinson. Uh, oh, Mr. Mr. Bean. Mr. All Bean. right. Yep. And yeah. then Charlie Chaplin is number is number one. 
So I mean, Chris Farley's uh, number eleven out of that list. I mean, and I can kind of understand. I mean, you know, we we really didn't get too much too much of him. You know, I mean, he had a very brief career when you really look at it. I mean, okay, we've talked about a lot of his sketches, this and that, but when you compare it to some of those names there, I mean, his his career is like like a drop in the bucket. I mean. Three Stooges, absolutely. You know, Rowan Atkinson, very funny guy. I never really watched Charlie Chaplin films, so I don't really know. But I think the Three Stooges are the, probably the the greatest set of comedians ever teamed, ever. Absolutely, and I mean that that is definitely going to be you know a, a team, uh, an ensemble that we'll talk about in another episode. But just the whole thing with the Three Stooges is. You know, I love watching, and my wife is like, "Why do you love this? It's just men that's, slapping each other that's around." What my wife says too. <laughs> and I say, "I said yes, it is, and it's funny." I said, "But if you actually listen to the comedy and some of the things that they say, they're act, they are very, very funny." Yes. Yeah, they're slapping and the eye poke and the yuck, yuck, you know, all that. Sure, I mean that's funny, but when you hear when you actually hear some of the things that they do, it. it the, that's why they're just not, you know, grown men slapping each other around. I mean, they're they were a comedy team. They and, were and a they comedy were team, and that and I can't wait to talk game. about them. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, all right, one more top That's ten good. of Chris Farley. His top ten um, characters. Okay. All righty. Number ten, Ronnie the mechanic from Coneheads. Oh, the boyfriend. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Number yeah. nine, normal Norman Schwarzkopf. <laughs> he did that. That was a great. That was that was a great sketch. Yeah, that with, was a great sketch with Dennis Miller. It was funny as hell. Uh, sorry, I skipped over seven and eight. Seven is Bennett uh, Barber. Bar Brewer. He's the. It was one of these. Uh, I don't know who he is. He's just one of the guys that always talked in air quotes. Yeah, he was. He was like a commentator when they used to do uh, Weekend Update. Yeah, and that's like he would just constantly throw up the air quotes. I'm Very using funny. it now. Quotes, air quotes. That's where I got yeah. it from. I yep. figured it out. Um, number six is bus driver from Bad- Billy Madison. Madison. Yes. Oh yeah. I love the mutton chops on the side. The mutton chops on him. No yelling on the bus. <laughs> number five is Mike Donnelly. Uh, that's uh. That's yep. What's it called? Uh, Black sheep. Uh huh. Right? Is that right? Is that? Black? Yeah. That's yep. 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 Number four, El Nino. When he was a, oh, when he came back and he hosted, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just in his wrestling outfit doing the weather. Uh, <laughs> number three is Barney from the Chippendales. Yeah. And I'm looking at the picture and I, I didn't realize how, like, I feel much skinnier now after looking at that picture. <laughs> I have to say. Uh, <laughs> number two yes. is Tommy Callahan. Really? Yeah. Okay, so who is number one then? Your boy, Matt Foley. Matt Foley. Yeah, okay. That that makes perfect sense. That's I mean, a tight one and two right there, you know. It really it really really is. It really is. But, you know, Matt Foley I just I I remember watching that sketch. You know, having no like, okay, what the heck is this? You know, what are they like cuz it starts off very slow, you know, and it's, you know, the parents kind of talking to David Spade and Christina Applegate, you know, and we got you a motivational speaker and this and that. And I'm like, okay, where are we going with this? Like it's, it's, it's starts off very slow and boring. The second he comes 
out of that door, I just, I just, I just laughed because the clothes don't fit, the voice that he uses, and then just that maniac energy of his. You know, when he's he asked David Spade, you know, what he what he uh, what he wants to be. And he's like, you know, I want to be a writer. And he's like, oh, really? And he goes over to Phil Hartman and he's like wiggling his glasses. And he's like, I can't see too good. Dad, is that Bill Shakespeare over there? And I'm just and then and then Phil Hartman's like, well, actually, we encourage his writing. And he's like, you know, I really love it. If you just shut your yapper and I'm like, it's dying and i'm like this is the funniest thing i've ever seen (laughs) (laughs) yeah again the guy is is hilarious um one last thing with farley that i want to mention is that if you haven't seen it yet i would definitely watch the adam sandler um tribute to him when adam does stand up on uh netflix it just came out a few months ago and he does a Mm -hmm. great emotional tribute song to uh to chris farley it is a must listen to well, there you go. I'm definitely gonna. Che- I'm definitely gonna check that out. Yeah, you can find it on YouTube if you want to. But obviously, Chris, uh, Adam Sandler is one of the funniest people uh, on the planet. So definitely listen to that too. Uh, Absolutely. So I mean, really, we talked a lot about uh, Farley. I think um, we probably missed some things about Farley too. Who knows? Um, <laughs> unfortunately, like I said, the guy he passed away, 33 years old, uh, two days before Christmas. Um, do you remember? Do you remember where? He, <laughs> this sounds stupid. You remember like where, where we heard, heard Chris Farley passed away? I, I mean, I don't exactly remember where I was, but I just remember hearing it, and you know, I was I was really shocked. Was I, shocking, I was just right? I was very very shocked because he he was so young, but I I also kind of remember thinking a little bit like I mean I was very shocked, thirty three years old, but part of me was like. Yeah, I can kind of understand. You know, it was like the same thing like when John Candy passed away. And the thing with John Candy was is he was young as well. I never realized it. I just because he had been around for so long, I thought he was much older. But, you know, when they said, you know, because of his weight and things like that. And then they said with with Chris Farley, with the overdose, I was part of me was kind of like, yeah, I I, I kind of see it yeah but it, it still it was very shocking let me ask you this okay so you <clears throat> mentioned ahead. that before about you know you thought john candy was older yeah um i found out how old i really am and i i questioned myself why i look like this you know the three <laughs> stooges were mm-hmm. in their early 40s when they did that show do you really think they were in the 40s I, i'm in my middle 40s and i'm like man do i look like that <laughs> I mean, they were they in their forties. I mean, I, I I would think so. They were in their forties. I'm telling you, they were in their forties. Oh, and I I believe it. I believe it. But you're you in know. your forties. Do you think you look like the three stages? Yeah, but then again, you know, you look at the time when they were and the time we were, and and healthcare and taking care of yourself and things like that. Uh, you know, it's it's very it's vastly different. You know, so. <laughs> All right. Well, it's just me. I had this conversation with my wife, and she's like, "Yes, you're old." So, but uh, it is what Bottom it is. Bottom line, you're old. <laughs> Bottom line is, we're talking about Chris Farley, the great Chris Farley, who yes left too early, um, way too early. Way too early. Uh, we'll never really know what his true potential is, and hopefully, um, you know, one day is is the, is there anybody? You know, nowadays or very recently, that you think he could have partnered up with 
uh, in a film, and it would have been a really, really good film. Any anybody off the top of your head you could think of? Um, I think he would have been pretty good, maybe with like Chris Rock. Yeah, like yeah, uh, I think so. Like you know, kind of like a spoof movie on like Lethal Weapon, but uh, you know, more him and Chris Rock. Uh, obviously, him and Spade probably would have done two or three more movies together. Uh, yeah, I, it, you, you think about some of these teams, and I know we're going to talk about it later on, but um, yeah. they again, they all had their chant, like Richard Pryor and um, Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder, you yeah. Know, all these guys had four or five movies with each other, three, four or five movies. You know, I think Farley and Spade could have been in that that list if they had more time. But if uh, I had to pick someone else for him, I think Chris Rock possibly. What about you? Okay. I'm just thinking, like, as you were starting to talk about that, I was just thinking, could you imagine the film Rush Hour and he replaces Chris Tucker? It's Jackie Chan and Chris Farley. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm just, you know, thinking of that, like, because Jack, Jackie Chan, very, very funny guy. They're both very gifted physical comedians. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I actually, you know, you know, I was trying to think of like some other people. And for some reason, when you, when you just mentioned Chris Rock, I naturally think of Chris Tucker. And I was like, oh my God, Rush Hour with Jackie Chan and Chris Farley or, or, or a similar type movie. I, I would, I would watch it. I can um, imagine like Farley trying to do the same moves as Jackie. Uh, absolutely. And just falling on his face and whatever else that'd be. I could see that. That would be pretty hilarious. Yeah, or, you know, there's, like, maybe a scene where, you know, Jackie Chan is trying to, to give him some wisdom or something like that, you know, something like, oh, my father once told me this, and, you know, kind of deliver, you know, Farley kind of deliver, I wish you'd just shut your yapper, you know, something <laughs> like that. I, I, I think I would have loved to see those two together, and, you know, also, too, the way we, uh, which movie was it, the... Um, the Schwarzenegger film uh, with him and Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, uh, uh, True Lies. True Lies. Instead of Tom Arnold, if it was Chris Farley. That'd be interesting. <laughs> that would be very interesting. I just, you know, somebody had said to me, though, one time, they said, oh, I would have loved to see him with Larry the Cable Guy. And I'm like, nah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> they're too similar in regards to, like, you know, what their mental capacity is, you know. Um <laughs> Not that Chris, listen, Chris Farley is not stupid, but I mean, again, they're, you know, they play those dopey characters and I'm not a big fan of Larry the Cable Guy anyway. No, I'm not, I'm not really either. I, I, you know, and you know, when this person said it, I was like, nah, there's just no way that's just not happening. Well, person listening that said that, I'm sorry, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You're wrong. You're wrong. Sorry about that. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so we we agree Tommy Boy's the best movie he's ever made. Um, Absolutely, Chris Farley, fat guy in a little coat. Uh, sorry, sorry, you passed too early. Too early, uh, but too early. Um, you know, again, well, he's one of the few comedians that we could talk about. Um, so, you know, that's it for fat guys. I mean, not fat guys. Uh, <laughs> that's enough of fat guys that we talked about already. To be honest with you, um, so. What's what's uh what's who's who should we talk about now? <laughs> who should we talk about now? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I mean, coming down the road, uh, I think, you know, uh, definitely taking a look again at the the golden era of TV from the '60s all the way to the early '80s, early to mid '80s. We'll be doing that. 
We'll be doing some more profiles on action stars, comedy stars, comedy teams. Uh, Yeah, I mean, a lot of great stuff to look for. And, you know, as we start to wrap it up, uh, I would say don't forget that you're listening to us on Anchor. We have that call-in feature, so you can call in and tell us what you think of the episodes. Give us some ideas of what you'd like to hear. Uh, We're also on iTunes where you can rate and review us, and we really appreciate when you do that. Leave us a five-star review. Leave us some comments. Uh, The more reviews you give us, the higher up on uh, iTunes list we go. And, of course, anywhere else you can find a podcast, uh, Breaker, Google, Spotify, all that fun stuff. And how about social media? Where can they find us? Okay, so you can find uh, us, Enter the Nerd Zone Dudes, at, um, at Enter the Nerd Zone on Instagram, yep. uh, Facebook. Yes. And you can find all of our shows on brothersinarmchairs.com. Uh, that's, yep. that's including us, our buddies at Nerd and Me, Fat Guys in Little Coats, uh, Stuff You Don't Need to Know, and Defender of the Realm, mm-hmm. uh, which you just did something new for Defender, right? Yeah, I talked about one of my favorite video games of all time, Metal Gear Solid. I just put that up last night uh yeah game i don't remember metal gear solid oh it was a it was a great game uh came out in 98 uh for the playstation came out for the computer uh kind of kind of the origin of like a lot of these stealth type games like assassin's creed and things like that it's just legendary game and uh yeah yeah, and fat guys in little coats. You guys, uh, I just started listening. You guys went down south. Yeah, we went down south. And that's literally went down south. <laughs> yeah, no, you guys did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I and, and you know, like I was listening to it, and what you guys say is true because I've been to a few places like down south, like deep south, and it's like you're entering another country. It is like entering It's another. really a different world. It really is. So um, are you going to talk about on Defender the great game of SimCity? <laughs> I honestly, I never really played any of those Sims games. So <laughs> no, probably not. Darn it. <laughs> Sorry uh, about that. <laughs> so like, like I said, you can find us on brothersinarmchairs.com. Yes. Um, Make sure you're checking out if you're in the north, uh, the central New Jersey area. You need a comic book or the Main Street Comics yep. in Milltown. And you can find everything I tell you about, you're going to find on Instagram by the name. Um, in PA, in Hanover, if you're in that area, you want to go to get a comic book, go to uh, Kirby's Comic Store. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, if you're in California, you want to play the games like uh, Jay talks about. Go to uh, the lag bar where you can play your games. You can get your alcohol or your sodas, whatever you want it, and play those games. And yes. watch that guy Ninja play games, I guess. Is that his name, Ninja? Uh, I think so. <laughs> and then uh, and then we can't forget our friends at Geek United Cafe, Ellen. Um, actually, if I just posted on Facebook for her. Uh, she, they got another gathering coming on. So, oh, you know, you check, check them all out. Um, anything else, Jay? No, nothing I could really think of. Damn it. Okay, well, I guess that, uh, <laughs> that, same, wraps, it up, that wraps it up. Same bat time. Same bat channel. Batman in a little coat. See, that's what we should talk about.